0: it's three o'clock on the blitz 1170 and that means it's time for the show with pop and colby i start looking around i'm like who wants some of this
1: i would think you would have a little bit more self-awareness
0: yum yum give me some
1: (laughs) although that might have just ended any and all (laughs) chances i just killed him scott file
0: is alongside trying to keep them on time it's technically a sports show but that's debatable
1: what like, you just deserve to not yeah. have penalties Wait. called against you because you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Well,
2: while Dan Cooper looks at Rico
1: Daddle's appendage... Daddy, oh, look at that! Look at this, look at that! What did you say Candace Bergeron looked like? Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like Peter Weller in the suit we just want to have fun real talk I never call my bits little again <laughs> Bro- <laughs> of
0: i've never tasted a peacock
1: my wife's a, a horse person blasting their way across oklahoma it's the show with pop and colby on the blitz 1170
0: how young is too young to have your prostate checked all right give me the call letters again uh ktsb the blitz 1170 ktsb at the plate The Blitz 1170?
1: You betcha! Tulsa, happy Monday! Fresh off one of the best football weekends of the entire year. It is the show here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. I am Colby Daniels along with the 2023 Oklahoma Sportscaster of the Year, Jeremy Poplin, and Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Gentlemen, hope you had a great weekend. What is going on on this cold, wet, some, somewhere, sometimes frozen, Monday afternoon? I have to
0: say, and Scott and I made this observation, that in the lower level of this building, directly across from Guthrie Green, downtown Tulsa, USA, it is an absolute ghost town with a tad bit of what I call it, Scott? Apocalyptic ap- feel. Apocalyptic feel because f- I, I don't know what has caused it, but like multiple light fixtures have burned out. So it's incredibly dark here on the, on the lower floor. There's no one here. I, there's Scott. I think Wavy Davy is here and myself, and that's it. I, I haven't seen anyone else. I saw Carly earlier today, and then that's been about it. So it is a very, very odd feeling here on a Monday. And also when you look outside, realizing that it's a little cold and the ice did not play uh, any type of, uh, well, it wasn't very nice this morning. I, I would just say that. Other than that, good, man. How about you?
1: Uh, doing well. Uh, my, my driveway is frozen solid. Yes. We didn't even, there was no need, I guess, but we didn't even attempt to get out at all today. My wife got the call early this morning that her, her work was going um, work from home day. hmm And I, we got the call last night that, that uh, the kiddo was in virtual learning day. Yeah. And uh, daycare. Is uh, closing the doors, so yeah, <laughs> like there was no need to go anywhere, and nice stay-at-home and day. I I only went outside to check and see how slippery the driveway actually was for myself, as I watched the news and and all of the shenanigans that were taking place around the metro, and uh, yeah, the driveway is is uh, it's it's something, it's it's an adventure just to walk up and down the driveway i
0: will say though that as bad as driveway and neighborhood conditions are and even the yard uh the highways at least in my experience scott were pretty good actually they were better than pretty good yeah there was
2: only i took 244 coming into downtown and there's only one little squirrely spot but other than that yeah
0: it was just wet and everything was cleaned off and it was nice the Turnpike was that way. The Broken Air Expressway was, was that way all the way in through downtown. Even the on-ramps and entrance ramps were, were free and clear, and it was a nice little drive. I looked down at one point, and I was like, oh, well, you're doing 79, so everything must be good. Good Every, for you. Everything, everything must be nice. So, yeah, they've, they've done a decent job, and it did not it did not stay below freezing very long this morning at all. You could start to tell that things were melting a little bit, and I do believe, no, I'm not Trav, but I do believe that we are not scheduled to go back under freezing, even even tonight here, and if we do, it's only for a very brief period of time. So tomorrow shouldn't be any problem, and then by the end of the week, we're upper 50s, close to 60 again by the end of the week.
1: Yeah, more rain, but at yes. least it won't be freezing after it falls to the ground, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's right. I was worried at one point in time because the models continued to shift yesterday. And at one point, I think the model where we currently reside had said that it was going to be well over the half inch of accumulation. I was like, oh, my God, the last time we had half inch accumulation on this, I mean, trees were snapping everywhere and people were out of power for days I was just not ready for that at all. Not at all. And then, you know, thankfully enough, the model shifted again. And I still think that we probably got it worse right where we were located. Uh, but it, it ended up being not bad at all.
1: Time? What time were you out on the roads this morning?
0: Uh, I did not leave until a little bit later. So I probably did not make my way into work until after 10.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think around ten is when they finally like the local news on nine here finally like signed off and sent it back to regularly scheduled programming. And at that point, they were starting to say things were uh, lightening up as far as travel goes. But for most of the morning, it was it was basically nonstop. Look at the giant uh, the the chaos that is all around the city. Yeah, the overturned semis, the jackknife semis the, the semi-stuck on on-ramps and, and the different areas where traffic's just completely backed up because, you know, one person is slid off and, and then it creates just a, a domino effect.
0: Do either of you mind driving in it? I, it's never really, it doesn't bother it's me. never really bothered me that much. Has it's, it bothered you, Scott? No, not really. Not, not really. And being in this stuff, business... conditions
1: as much as the other people, Yeah, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it's mainly, like, being in this business... I mean, there have been times where it's just like, even though it might not be as, as serious as, say, I don't know, trying to to provide images, like, this business isn't very forgiving as far as, oh yeah, okay, it's snowing, so what? Get your ass up here, you know? And it's, it's pretty much the standard, uh, no matter what format that you're in. I was like, yeah, okay, people need to be entertained, people need to hear you, so come on up, it doesn't matter and i've always kind of lived by that and it's never it's never really bothered me i could have left earlier if i wanted to right and i i was probably going to but the the kiddo was at home and uh wife was working from home so it was just it was just convenient to uh to stay at home a little bit longer to not even try it
1: right right yeah i i i've driven i mean from here to you know halfway across the state in terrible conditions yep it's just you know it's a matter of whether you are out there with a bunch of other people or a few other people. And, you know, that that kind of is really... It's so
0: much better when it's just you, when things are so bad. You don't have
1: to worry about, like, doing something stupid because, you know, somebody else is either being way too careless or, you know, the other end of that spectrum being way too careful. (laughs) You know, you get both ends of the spectrum where it's just the extreme either way and... Then it causes everyone else problems.
0: Yeah, when it's like, when it feels like a lake effect snow, <laughs> and it's coming down so hard, no one else is out, and it's just you, there's something so peaceful and calming about it. Like you're not having to worry about anyone else at all. No head on a swivel, right? Uh, Making uh, sure. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, you might have to tell him. He might have to reconnect for a second. You might have. To. I I do know. I do know one thing though. Is that still the ice? And it seems like that the uh, weather has played a role in the connection type that we have uh, there to Colby's house.
2: I did fall down in my driveway this morning. So there's that.
0: I didn't. Are you okay? First
2: of all, yeah. Okay. I, I I kind of the way I fell. It do you kinda, have any cameras? No.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's the first thing. Now that we typically do is like. If you do have a camera, how many times did you go back and watch yourself fall? No,
2: don't have any cameras, so.
0: I uh, I didn't want to risk it around where the concrete was, like on the driveway and on the patio or anything. So I just walked right off of the porch, right onto the grass, and not like it was any better. And dude, of course what happened? My foot slipped. I didn't fall, but right into the dog do that the dog had just, because the dog is like, man, <laughs> it is cold out here. I'm not going anywhere. It's like, uh. Eh. I'll get it later. Ugh. Yeah, it's been one of those days. Hey, um, real quick, dude. Sorry. <laughs>
2: hey, l- so- Like I said on Friday, s- I said, Scott I'm just waiting a- for them to break my heart, and they did. I knew as soon as Fox popped that graphic up at the start of the fourth quarter about Shanahan's record in the fourth quarter while trailing, I'm like, 49ers have won. That's
0: it. <laughs> I knew they were going to lose. So, for those that don't know, and you should by now, Scott is a massive Packers fan, and of course, my little Niners, um, I didn't want to bug you, there were a couple of times I had a text message, I do you know how many congratulatory texts I had, I, as a matter of fact, the last one, I just typed it up and left it there, knowing full well that I was going to be able to come back to it and send it to you, like, hey man, congratulations. Uh, all while I was getting ready to pour myself a nice big glass of bleach. Uh, I, at one point on Twitter, I believe I jumped on and said, this is the one of the biggest failures in the history of this franchise. That was early in the third quarter because things were not looking good at all. But, dude, don't let any of my celebratory nature today put a damper on anything because I, I know it sucks when your team loses like this.
2: Oh, it does, but, again... That this is how the Packers have been, you know. In twenty in the last twenty years, they've lost five playoff games where they've had a, a lead of five or more with five minutes to go in the game, and a couple of those games they literally lost on the last play of the game. So we're used to it. Now this team's a little different because they weren't even expected to be here. But you know, like I said, we we're playing with house money. We weren't expected to be here. You you win the Cowboys. Oh, you gotta season. feel good about the future. Yeah, man. you end the Cowboys season in Arlington. It's like. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: I was already thinking ahead to the matchup of, like, the Packers, and I I thought the Lions would win. Uh, I just felt like that there was going to be a point, like I said yesterday, that, uh, well, it's not like Baker's not used to it, having to score, like, on every possession. Trust me, he's got a little history with that. Yeah, I, he
2: knows how to do I, that. I felt
0: like Detroit was going to win, but I was convinced that if, if Green Bay went and won that game and you put that team on a fast track like they had in Dallas In the dome on the turf, they were going to go and beat Detroit again. (laughs) I was like, I was just convinced. I was like, oh my god, the Packers are going to the freaking Super Bowl with Jordan Love and this young crew. So, yeah, man, sorry, Um, and don't let any of my gloating today and missed opportunities that Darnell Savage
2: dropped interception right in the hands. That was huge. The
0: gift of all gifts.
1: Oh, and and you got to feel like you dodged a bullet, right?
0: Oh, buddy, you have no idea. You have no idea how much of a uh, giant bullet that was dodged. And I think there are so many people that are in that organization that dodged a huge bullet. And not just from a, hey, we're going to fire you. Because if they lost that game, they wouldn't fire Kyle Shanahan. They're not going to fire the GM. You know, John Lynch isn't going anywhere on that. But that is one of those, if you lose that game, that is a badge that you wear forever. And it doesn't matter your level of success moving forward. That is one of those that you carry with you forever. The yeah, but elements of sports that guys that have had moments like that of failure just can't seem to outrun. Sometimes even outlive. I would start one with Kyle, two with John Lynch, and then the third one would have been Brock Purdy. Uh, in that order and i don't think it's any i don't think it's even close as to who wears that one even more but survive in advance how many times have we've talked about that in the ncaa tournament teams that oh, yeah. have have a close one in the first or second you're like whew, and then the next thing you know you look up and you're in the final four and you're like damn that was just what like less than two weeks ago and everyone's like, ah, oh, they're cooked, they're done, and now we're here at the Final Four. So I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case. There's a part of me that is as down on them as I am with the way that they played. They still played a C- to maybe D-plus level game and still found a way to win. There is something to be said about finding ways to win when you're not playing at your best. But uh, as has a few concerns moving forward in the playoffs, especially if 19 is not able to go this next week against Detroit.
1: You took the words out of my mouth. I I think that uh, to be able to find a way to win on a day where you are largely outplayed by the opponent, right? And
0: And outcoached, can I say?
1: And they did a few things to to help San Francisco ultimately pull that out, but you're not going to play to your highest level every time you take the field. But if you can find a way to win in those moments that you don't play your best, you know, that's what it's all about. And you know, I'd be shocked to see San Francisco do anything but, but play a great, like back this up with, with playing a great game in the NFC Championship. But yeah, I thought the Packers were the better team on Sunday, uh, Yeah, and I thought they outplayed the Niners for the majority of that game.
0: And Niners fans and are I, so the funny, The line dude. of scrimmage
1: to me was shocking. I mean, the Packers won the line of scrimmage on both sides okay, of the ball.
0: So I have a the theory on this. The majority of the this. game is wild. I have a theory on this. One, I think we did not, over the course of, Scott, you can speak to this, Over the last half of the season, Packers got a lot of love for the way that they were playing. No pun intended with Jordan. But one of the areas that we did not talk enough about, and especially after the Cowboy game, is how good the Green Bay offensive line has been over the second half of the season. Remarkable how good that they've been. Solid as can be. Then you get Aaron Jones back, and that kind of plays in a little bit to it. Uh, The other area... um, when you talk about interior line, maybe I'm completely off on this. This is how I feel about the Niners, though. Is the Niners' defensive front disruptive? Yes, they are. There were times, though, where it felt like they got absolutely no pressure the entire game. But then you go back and you look, and the Niners are disruptive from an analytical standpoint, if that makes sense you can go and look and look at what is classified as a number of pressures and a number of hurries and at the end of the game if you just looked at that you'd be like uh, eh, you know what damn they didn't play that bad so i i think they get a lot of analytical love um i'm here to tell you um i think if someone gives chase young a massive deal he's just stealing money from you i think he's good in moments i don't think he's near as as good uh from a uh, consistency standpoint, I think he flashes, and and everyone freaks out about the moments that he does flash. Uh, but yeah, their interior didn't really play all that well, in my opinion. So, um, it it was it was a rough go of it for sure.
1: Well, Jordan Love didn't seem like he had pressure many times at all, and when he did, he handled it so well. It and it smooth. felt like Brock Purdy was under siege. For the majority of the game, right? I'm telling Unless he was you, just getting the ball out quickly. The right that, side
0: that, of the line for the Niners. Yeah, it, There's a reason why with every, whatever pick that they land at the end of the first round, like it's got to be... I saw a mock that had Kool-Aid to them at like 30. And I was like, okay, you know me. All the defensive backs, give them to me. I want them. I want them. For a team that really hasn't invested anything in defensive backs at all, like let's go. So we can get Ambry Thomas off the field. That walking flag. My god. Why didn't Gr- I was uh, LaFleur, I was shocked that Matt LaFleur didn't just try to attack 20 every single time. Third down, doesn't matter what it is. Third down, throw it at him. He's more he was in one of those modes where he was just he was holding on for dear life the majority of that game. So he can go away quickly from my fans' point of view. But the other one, too, at the end of the first round, they've got to address the right side of their line. They have to. It's ultimately going to be their downfall. And wouldn't be surprised if this isn't what costs them another championship, is that they just can't hold up long enough. Other than so that, everything's great, McLinchy right? So go was
1: a but, uh, yes. bad choice, I guess? No,
0: it wasn't, because I think what they've, what they've filled in with is, is uh, almost as as equal as McGlinchey. I wasn't that impressed with McGlinchey, okay. and I I yeah. haven't really been impressed with anyone in the um, somewhat revolving door that they've had at right tackle and right guard. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little iffy at times. Fair enough. But hey, all is good, right? All, is, <laughs> all 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 is good. And Bo By the way, I thought Kyle had a dumb game trying to again prove why he's the smartest guy in the room. And if you don't think that he is, he'll just watch he'll he'll tell you that he is and then the other part of this too that uh was really strange not only was it a uh, a bad game from a play calling standpoint i don't know if i've seen another team that has a game plan that revolves around one dude and then to see it completely fall off a cliff the way that it does with debo samuel samuel it's, it's a little concerning, and I know Debo's elite. Like I get it, I get it. But you got so many other dudes, so many other dudes.
1: Well, McCaffrey seemed like I, I was wildly ignored in that game.
0: Uh, there was one point I looked up, and we were almost in the third quarter, and McCaffrey had 11 total carries. And it made and, me and wonder. And
1: had thrown the ball like 35 yeah. times. Yeah. Well, I
0: mean. Greg Olson kept talking about it in the broadcast man they really trust Brock, Brock Purdy man look at him I mean they're running out of uh, out of the gun like this this never happens with Kyle Shanahan oh they're empty out of the gun. how many times did he say that in the broadcast and I'm at home like losing my mind like Kyle you're not freaking Kingsbury you're not Lincoln Riley what are you doing this is not how you're built this is not how you're built at all There was a podcast I listened to before the game even started. It was uh, Schlereth talking with a couple of people. And Schlereth does consulting on the side. And I'm not the biggest Mark Schlereth fan in the world. But Mark's point was, hey, I've got some pretty extensive knowledge because of my time in the Shanahan system. And people ask me questions about the run game. And he he goes, I could give you the names of like 15 GMs right now and coaches that would say, the most dynamic running game in the NFL is, is Niners and what Kyle does. Because it gives you so many different looks and everything else. And I'm like, where, where did that go? Like, what, what are they doing? It's clear Brock can't throw the ball in the rain. It's clear the, the, the environment. He came out with a glove on. And the first thing I said in my head was, oh, bleep, here we go. Here we go. He, he cannot throw in inclement weather.
1: The it's cli- wild to me that you would throw the ball with Brock Purdy more than run it with McCaffrey, yes. so no is, matter what the circumstances. Is he hurt? Is, is McCaffrey's when raining, calf? When it's raining, it's mind-blowing.
0: So is McCaffrey's calf and is his thigh, who they showed him over there with a gun on the sidelines, his own personal masseuse and massage therapist over there. Has to is be. Is there something else going on that we don't know about? I guess I I don't get it at all. I don't get it. And then out of half Excuse me, let me just get this out. Out of half. You're going to let Jawan Jennings run out of the gun? What well, what is that play? I yeah, I I don't get it at all. They're so fortunate and it, uh, there's got to be a moment where Kyle walked into the locker room and looked in the mirror and was like I can't believe we won that damn thing. We had no business winning that. Ugh. But hey, happy day. We're hosting the NFC Championship.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. The football gods have smiled yeah. on the 49ers. So, yeah, lucky you. All right, we've got to take a timeout. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> that's you gotta, you got to be thrilled about that. Lucky I you.
0: Have, I am thrilled. <laughs> it's just the way you said it. Like, yeah, I, lucky you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what that's like. So, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we've uh, <kind> of got <laughs> to take a time out. We have John Holcomb coming up at 5 o'clock. No Dusty Dvorak today. Okay. Dusty is on vacation. Yeah. And uh, I, he was on his way to his destination on Friday when he touched base with us. He, uh, he's just going to take the day today, and uh, we'll catch back up with Dusty we, on Wednesday. We
0: do so. have another guest, um, Pat Crofts, who is the director of gaming over at River Spirit Casino Resort.
1: Oh, very nice. Uh, because they
0: made their big uh, announcement, or That's it right. was leaked out, and then the press release came out on Saturday. Uh, so, yeah. By the way, I recorded that one, so we already, we already have it. So we can we can save that from whenever we like it this afternoon.
1: All right. We'll get to that as well. Uh, Exciting news as far as as, uh, River Spirit goes. I am Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin along with Scott File. This is a Monday edition of the show, and you're listening to the Blitz 1170, and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.